Hey, you guys. I hope you guys are doing good. Happy Monday. Can y'all believe it is almost the end of February? Child, where did this month go? I'm like, this month just literally just flew by. It's gone by so quickly. Yes, come on in. Come on in, y'all. I hope everybody's having a good day. Uh, shout out to Cleo G for, uh, let me see here. She said, y'all know we are on CP time. Yes. I had to quick do something. All the kids got home at the same time. So I had to push it back a few minutes, but I am here live in the flesh. Hope y'all are doing good. It's a lot to talk about today. Um, oh my gosh. So anyhow, y'all had seen my snow video the other day. We were snowed in here. We had got like a little mini blizzard up here in Minnesota, but a lot of the snow um, has melted. We were able to clear the driveway that day, so we weren't stuck in here too long. But yeah, it gets real up here. They don't call it Minnesota for nothing. I was like shocked that like how many people <laughs> were, were like watching and leaving comments on the video. And it was funny because we were like, I didn't even know you were in Minnesota. I thought you was like in Alaska somewhere. I'm like, no, we get snow like that in the Midwest. So y'all have fun enjoying y'all's weather, but I heard that Cali got snow as well, which is in Southern California, not Northern. I know they get snow in Northern Cali, but Southern California got snow. So that was very rare as well. So child, I don't know what's going on with the weather. Okay, the weather is strange all over the nation, but um, yes, I'm rocking my peach pink today. So I hope you guys like this. Um, so we got a lot to talk about. And I want to start by talking about the situation that is going on with Melissa Butler, who owns the lip bar. Now, if you guys remember a few years ago, I went down to Essence Fest and I got a chance to meet Melissa. Very sweet woman. And after I met her and she found out what I did um, and when I talked about my trip to Essence Fest and meeting her and I was doing a lot of stuff down there, she came on the video and commented and she was just really sweet. She gave me like a bunch of her makeup products. Um, the color that I'm wearing, matter of fact, with this, with, you know, the black lip liner that, you know, uh, Haley Bieber thinks she invented, I'm wearing her lip bar color that she gave me. And um, I love her products. I have a few other colors as well. But she also gave me these really dope duo blushes. And a lot of times I use them as eyeshadow because I really like the colors. They're really pigmented. Um, so... I like her. I think she's just a sweetheart. She's worked really hard to get to where she's at. So over the weekend, we had posted on Instagram because she just got some amazing news that she is now officially the largest Black-owned makeup brand in Target. So this was a huge deal if you guys know her backstory. So let me go ahead and pull this up here really quick. I got so many pages up. Okay, here we go. Let me share my page with y'all here. Okay. So this is Miss Melissa. And so we wrote, rejected by uh, Shark Tank, Melissa Butler's lip bar becomes the largest Black-owned makeup company at Target. So this is a huge deal. I really watched her come up, and it's just amazing to see a Black woman, and it's actually two of them, 
you know, starting from the bottom, coming from Detroit, and now they've been able to not only extend from makeup to like skincare. And they even had this billboard that we posted, Shark Tank told me to quit, 10 years and 2 million units sold. Thanks, Mr. Wonderful. So um, she's been talking about this a lot, especially, you know, during Black History Month. And so her and her, her person, her and the co-founder, they both went onto the Shark Tank. Now, when I met Melissa, I didn't know what happened. I heard she was on Shark Tank, but I had assumed that when she went on there, um, you know, she won and they invested in her, her lipstick and stuff like that. So after I got a chance to meet her, um, I just happened to see her Shark Tank episode. Like it happened to rerun on television. So I'm like, oh, that's Melissa. I was like, okay, let me sit down and watch the episode. And I was blown away by the disrespect that both of those women faced. I was blown away because like I said, I had assumed that's how she got her start was, you know, she won on Shark Tank and they invested and everything else. And I was just shocked because as you guys know, I'm one of them girls. I love a good colored lip. You know, I don't wear as many bright colors as I used to, but if you guys have been here for years, you guys have seen me literally rock every color. I rock blue lipstick, greens, bright reds, you know what I'm saying? Grays, black, so purple. So I wear all types of shades. Um, I may not wear as many as I used to, but you guys have seen me literally in every color. And, you know, and I love doing that because for so long, you know, growing up, I was always told, you know, if you're dark skin, you can't wear certain colors. And it wasn't until I got grown that, e that I even felt comfortable wearing color lipstick. Usually I would just do like a brown lip liner and some gold lip gloss. And that was the extent of it. And my mom, who is like light, you know, she's light skin. Um, I remember I went to her house one day and, you know, my mom is into makeup. She's a girly girl. She got all the Mac, you know, all that stuff. And this is when Ruby Rue by Rihanna came out. And so, you know, I'm going through her makeup. I'm like, oh my gosh, you got the Ruby Woo. I was like, I love Rihanna. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's such a pretty color. And she was like, you know, try it on. I was like, oh no, I can't, you know, wear red lipstick. Uh-uh. And she's like, what do you mean you can't wear red lipstick? I was like, me and you are not the same color. I cannot wear red lipstick. And my mom was like, are you serious? And I was like, have you ever seen me in red lipstick? And she was like, yeah, I've never really seen you in any kind of color lipstick besides, you know, golds and brown. And so my mom was like, here, just keep it. You know what I'm saying? Try it out. See if you like it. And so my mom, and I was probably like 26 at the time. I was like good and grown. She gave me the lipstick and I tried it on and I was just amazed at how nice it looked because I never thought I could wear red because I was always told you don't wear red if you're dark skin. And so um, it looked beautiful. And so ever since then, I'm like, you know what? I want to try more colors. And so then I just started getting into the different color lipsticks. So that's why I thought it was so dope that she wasn't just sticking to like the neutral, you know, like the regular colors, the pinks, the reds. They had all types of colors um, on their palette. And so they go on to the show and I want to go ahead and show this to you guys, how they were treated on the show to me it was very disgusting. Very disgusting especially coming from some professionals. So let me go ahead and um, share my screen here. Give me just a second. All right, here we go. 
Okay. So one of our main issues is distribution. We've talked to a lot of large retailers and the beauty buyers, they absolutely love the product. And because we've had this issue with distribution, instead of sitting on our butts waiting on, you know, a retailer to pick us up, we decided up the to innovative idea to build a lip bar mobile. So a what? Oh, have you built this? It's actually it's being converted in Detroit right now. Oh, that is such a bad idea. So, Roscoe, aren't you worried if you walked into a bar with that color lip, somebody tried to resuscitate you? <laughs> when I walk into the bar or into the mall or anywhere with this color lip, everyone is very inquisitive. They want to know where I got it from, who made it, where did I get this crazy shade, and that just drives sales. The chances that this is a business are practically zero because you can't get share. If, if anybody thought you could sell purple or green lipstick, they do it. They already have the shelf space. They just add another color. And they would crush you like the colorful cockroaches you are. You only have so many minutes on Earth. Don't waste them trying to sell lipstick. I'm out. Oh, not that background noise. Okay. So I was shocked when I watched that on television. This man literally called them colorful cockroaches. Okay. Now I've watched Shark Tank over the years off and on. I'm not like an avid watcher, but you know, if it comes on, cause I do like finance and things like that, you know, I'll sit and watch it. And so when I watched that, I was shocked that not only were they denied, but he called them colorful cockroaches, went in on, you know, her lipstick shade, which I thought was really dope. And so it's very funny you know, you fast forward 10 years later, this is why I always say on my channel, be careful who you step on trying to get to the top because the same folks you see on your way up are the same folks you will see on your way down, okay? So after they went onto that show, um, they kept on trucking. Like, no pun intended, they kept on trucking. They ended up building their lipstick bar. I'm gonna just show you a quick snippet here. So this was their lipstick bar. They ended up building this shortly after. Before we get to that, let's tell you a little bit more about our experience. So getting onto Shark Tank is, it's an interesting, it's a long, it's a tedious, and it's a difficult process, but it was good for us. And so she's just kind of explaining, but you guys see her whole, you know, lipstick bar uh, truck and everything that she's in. So now uh, she was on Instagram this weekend and they were kind of reflecting on it. So I want to go ahead and show y'all that. Give me just a second here to pull that up. I got like a thousand tabs open. Okay, here we go. Let me refresh this page. All right, let me share this with y'all so y'all can see them. Okay. Oh, didn't break us. Hey, y'all. It's Melissa. This is hey. Sometimes you'll be like, whatever happened to the other girl who was on Shark Here Tank? I go. Why did you yell at her baby, baby upstairs asleep. asleep? But here I go. She here. I've been here. The best part about it was like seeing how you guys supported afterwards. Mm -hmm. Like y'all were like, F Mr. Wonderful. I'm never <laughs> watching Shark Tank again. Or I'm going to buy it up. So... Shout out to y'all, yeah. and, and we really, we wanted to celebrate with y'all because mm -hmm. y'all like fought back 
and we had never fought back. That's why last year for our 10th anniversary, we put put up those petty, mm -hmm. those petty LaBelle um, <laughs> billboards all across the country. So just thank y'all. Thank y'all so and much. I cannot believe we're 11. We got skincare. We we didn't take taking over Target. Lord, just wait till y'all see all that's gonna be at Target. It's gonna blow y'all mind. Yeah, some Light of y'all might have already saw it. Mm -hmm. So if you saw it, tag us. If you haven't seen it, when you go to Target, please take a picture. Yes. Please take please a selfie and tag us in it. The Shark Tank. All right. So you guys just saw that. Let me come back on the screen. So that is them just you know relishing in how far they've come over the past 10 years. And now, like I said, they're the largest black owned makeup line at Target. Now, what's very interesting to me, cause I know a lot of y'all don't really keep up with white folks drama or finance. Y'all know I do, I, I love a good, you know, I love white folks tea, honey. So what I find very funny about this situation is while these two black women are flourishing, you know what I'm saying? And while they're, they're blessed beyond measures, Good old Kevin O'Leary, okay? His reputation is now in shambles, okay? So while you were disrespecting them and calling them colorful cockroaches, your ass had no problem getting in bed with the head cockroach, Sam Bankman Freed. Let's not forget that Kevin O'Leary was given $15 million by FTX to promote it to the, you know, he, he was part of the crypto bros, you know what I'm saying, promoting FTX to his followers, you know, Mr. Wonderful. Well, Mr. Wonderful decided not to really do his research and promoted FTX. And this is why your ass is now, your, your reputation is in shambles. You had to meet before Congress. You're over here, you know what I'm saying, getting chopped up by news anchors. You look a mess. Mr. Finance, Mr. I know what I should invest in and that company's not going to make no money, but yet you didn't do your due diligence on FTX and now you look stupid. You don't last $20 million. Your reputation is shot, Mr. Shark Tank. Okay. So let's fast forward to what Mr. O'Leary has been on these past few months because he's been on a hobo tour trying to clean up a mess of his investments into F, uh, FTX. So give me just a second. I'm going to go ahead and play this really quick. How much were you paid? Total deal was just under $15 million. All in. You said the following. You said to find crypto investment opportunities that met my own rigorous standards. That was your phrase. I entered into this relationship with FTX. It has some of the best crypto exchange offerings I've seen on the market. Yes. Given that you are the, were the spokesman and ambassador for this company, yes. Yes, because what we, kind of diligence did you do around this issue of compliance, given where we sit well, today? I, I obviously know all the institutional investors in this deal. We, we all look like idiots. Let's put that on the table, okay? We relied on each other's due diligence, but we also relied on another investment theme that I felt drove a lot of interest in FTX. Sam Bankman-Fried is an American. His parents are American compliance lawyers. There were no other American large exchanges to invest in if you wanted to invest in crypto as an infrastructure play. So many of us said, wait a second, who's coming to this deal? We knew, for example, this sounds like Tiger. This sounds like groupthink. Did you know there was no CFO? Look, at the end of the day, to say that there was no CFO is also a bit of a falsehood. 
this was a nascent industry with a disruptor at its at its helm. So the money that you lost was it in a was it all just the money that you were compensated for being a spokesperson for FTX? The, the nine point seven that was well, money they gave you, and then you lost. Well, did you lose any? Did you lose any money of your own of before course. you were compensated? How much? Before you were compensated? Well, listen, at the end of the day, I look at the compensation as a source of income. Oh, no, I, I know. But but did you, are you net down from your own net worth or did you got the 15 yes, million and you down. lost nine of the 15 yes, million? I net down. I paid millions in taxes and I may hopefully can recoup those. I paid millions okay. of agents. Are you kidding? All right. This has not been a great experience. But, but losing 15 million that he gave you to be the spokesperson is a little bit different than, you know, a lot of but people you, who put money. Andrew, if you're asking, did I do enough due diligence? The answer is no. Did I rely like like others did in Joe's concept of groupthink. Yes, we all did that. Did you ask, though, about the relationship between Alameda and FTX? At that time, at that time, Alameda was just another account in FTX, okay? By the way, not just another account. At some point, it might have represented close to 50% of the business that was even on FTX. And there is where I call you out and say, how do you know that if you have no records? And my whole point about this is all of these allegations, all these claims, all this Sam Bankman-Fried took money out, took it in, whatever. Nobody knows because there's no data. That data, as I learned, right. according to Sam, is sitting on a server backed up on AWS. I listened to the interview that Andrew did with him so in the book, and I thought, that guy's a crook and a liar. You listened to it and said you'd invest money with him again if it turns out there's nothing criminally wrong here. So, what did you hear? That mm, I love when white folks hold each other accountable. They was not letting their foot off his neck. You could see he was uncomfortable. He was getting irritated. They was calling him out on all his shit. He said that he would still invest. He was out here on a hobo tour, making excuses for Sam, begging folks to not jump to conclusions. And all that came back to bite him in the ass. Now he's over here looking like a whole snow roach. Okay. Why you want to call them colorful cockroaches? You look like a snow roach, sir. And you're $20 million short. And your homeboy's about to go to the, you know, to the feds once he gets found guilty because he done lost billions of dollars that nobody can account for. So again, it's very funny how the mighty have fallen and have, you know, have had to become humble. He's even now doing cameos, you know, so he's trying to get up all that money and, and you know, recoup that money as best as he can. He's on cameo, giving businesses shout outs and all types of stuff. Meanwhile, Melissa Butler is out here living her best life, starting her skincare line, getting her bag. And I'm not saying that he had to necessarily invest in them. If he didn't believe in what they had going on, if he didn't believe in their business, he had every right to not invest, right? My issue is how he spoke to them. From the time they got on there, it was just all this weird, angry energy, very dismissive, like they were bothering him. But if it wasn't for these entrepreneurs coming on your show with their hopes and goals and their dreams, y'all wouldn't have a show. You know, so I, I just, I didn't like that. He didn't have to invest. That's fine. But it's a way that you talk to people. And as many times as I've watched Shark Tank, I've never heard him or any of the other white hosts on there, like Mark Cuban and the, I forget the white lady name. I've never heard them talk to any of the white participants on the show in such a degrading, low vibrational manner. I've never seen him call white folks on there cockroaches. So... 
He is getting his karma. I feel no ways. And congratulations to Melissa. You know, see, they're 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 quiet, Patty. They'll just put up billboards and keep it cute. I'm not that quiet. I'm super Patty. Okay. I'm gonna speak what's on my mind and heart. Karma is real. And I don't feel bad for Kevin O'Leary. Ever since he treated them like that, it's like I can't get down with him or anything he stands behind. Because he's very condescending and he thinks he's, you know, I get it. He's supposed to be the finance investment guru. But this whole FTX scandal has really just shot his reputation to hell. Because this is the same man that sits around lecturing people on how they should spend their money and what they should invest in. And one, he had no he had no problem taking that money to be a spokesperson which then in turn, if you're a fan of his and you think he's this financial guru, that made a lot of people feel like, oh, wow, well, if Kevin is investing, let me go ahead and invest my coins as well. And so a lot of people lost money in FTX because of him and other celebrities who jumped on the, you know, the bandwagon without doing their due diligence. And the reason why they didn't do their due diligence is because FTX was paying these spokespeople millions of dollars. If he wasn't getting paid, trust me, he would have ran through everything with a fine tooth comb. If he was just investing his money solely and there was no, you know, marketing, no promotional budget, he would have did his due diligence. But because he was getting all this money, he figured, well, what's the big deal? And now the sudden, well, it was a whole bunch of us that were fooled. No, you're the financial experts, fool. You can't compare yourself to regular people. So. I find that whole situation just funny. I really do. Karma is real and he's getting his karma. Like I said, his reputation is in shatters now. It is just tattered all over the internet. He's now the butt of all jokes behind this situation. So let me go ahead and read some of the comments here. Um, let's see. LaShanta Fair says, hey, T, I'm glad I caught a live. I'm at work. Thanks for coming through. Appreciate you. Uh, Let's see here. Afia Ashanti says, T, look up Michael Derby owning land in Somalia. Who's Michael Derby? You talking about Ashley's uh, husband on Potomac? What is he doing with the land? I mean, a lot of people own land in Africa. I'm going to have to look that up. I didn't know he was even out there doing anything. Um, let's see here. Keosha Henry sent five says, I live in the Bay Area and we got snow in both Berkeley and Oakland Hills. Yeah, I've been seeing all the snow in Cali. It's, it's insane how we got a blizzard in the Midwest. Cali got snow. And then in the South, it was like 80 degrees. And they even broke record in Tennessee. Tennessee had like the hottest winter ever. It was like 75 degrees in Tennessee. So, you know, once again, global warming. Uh, let's see here. TJ says, Natalie and Tommy are clowns. They look like two fiends fighting over the last blow. The owner of Zeus will pay for his crimes. Oh, you mad at, uh, what's his name, Lemanuel? Um, thank you for the super chat. Let's see here, 40 Shorty said 1999. Says, hey T, by the way, let's not forget ASAP Dusty told black women we cannot wear certain colored lipsticks. Oh yeah, you know, I remember that and he got, you know, drug for that, but, um. Yeah, that was always told to me growing up, you know, like all my friends who were lighter and mixed, they could always wear 
bright colors, red colors and stuff like that and look, you know, nice on them. But, you know, if I was to even look at those shade ranges, it was like, girl, what you doing? You need to go on back over there to the browns and the earth tones, you know, and I think I look really nice in earth tone colors, but it's also nice to just wear other shades, you know, and I think now um, because of social media and beauty influencers and, you know, I'm not a beauty influencer, but shit, I get on camera, you know what I'm saying, once a week and, you know, and I, I'm really into lipsticks. I'm not into eyeshadows as much, but I own a lot of lipsticks and lip glosses and, you know, a lot of girls like the things that I wear, like just the different colors and things like that. So I think because of that, um, it's given more girls, especially darker girls, more confidence to feel like they can wear other shade ranges. Now, I'm going to keep it real with you. Now, she's pregnant with their second baby. That little boy is definitely dark skinned. Um, it's going to be interesting if they have a little girl. I'm going to leave it at that. It's going to be very interesting. If they have a little girl, because he definitely gives me weirdo colorist vibes. Because for a man to even be that obsessed with what dark-skinned girls put on their lips is weird. And then the fact that now he's with a woman who has a whole makeup line. It's very interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. They might want to stick to just having boys. <laughs> but you never know. You know what I'm saying? You never know. Um, but Kiki just had her baby. We just posted that on Facebook. She had a beautiful little boy with an old, old, old Southern name. She named him Leotis. I said, what the hell? <laughs> she gave him an old Southern name. Her baby's adorable though. Let me show y'all Kiki Palmer's baby. We just posted it. They don't name that boy Leotis. He sound like he can cook and he just came out the womb. <laughs> sound like a fry cook name. All right, here he goes. Let me show y'all this. Hold on, let me blow it up real quick. All right, Miss Kiki Palmer. Her, her son's name is Leotis Andrelton Jackson, AKA Baby Leo. That is him. He's adorable. So congratulations to Kiki and Darius Jackson. He's a cute little boy. She's going to have fun. She's going to be a good mom. I'm happy for her. Looks like she finally found love and she's in a happy relationship. But that name does sound like he can bake some fish. <laughs> he sound like he can bake fish, make cornbread, rice and beans. I can't wait till Leotis gets older and starts, you know what I'm saying, cooking all types of tasty dishes in the kitchen. <laughs> But he's adorable, though. He's a really cute kid. He's a cute kid. Y'all know how I feel about them old Southern names. I'm always laughing at them old names. Remember when y'all told me that Michael Jackson lady? I never knew her name. And people was like, what's her name again? Ola May? I said, what is a Ola May? Y'all kept writing. I said, who is Ola May? They're like the girl from the Thriller video. I said, her name is Ola May. <laughs> them old Southern names give me every time. They're funny. I like them. But, um, yeah, I've, I've never heard of Leotis. But, you know. It has Leo in there, so, you know, and I'm a Leo, so I'll, I can deal with it. <laughs> oh, what, her name is Ola Ray. What I call her, Ola May, child. You know, them, they're all old-sounding names. Ola Ray, Ola May. They all sound like they can cook. 
But yeah, so I'm I'm happy though she had her baby because I know she's been wanting to be a mother for a long time. So congratulations to Miss Kiki. So now I want to get on here and talk about um some other things that are going on. Okay, so I want to talk about the whole situation with Natalie Nunn and Tommy. Now, when me and Emily did the podcast on Friday, we were tired. You had to, I don't know why people keep writing, where's the rest of the show? I clearly say at the beginning of the clips, we put like 10 minutes of the clips, you know what I'm saying, on YouTube so people can know that there is a podcast up. The podcast has a whole different theme song. I don't know why y'all keep thinking the podcast is a full YouTube video. And then I say in the podcast to listen to the rest of this, go to Spotify. So if you guys listen to the full thing, we talked about the Natalie Nunn Tommy situation. And Tommy was wilding out. Like she was mad at Chris Brown's baby. She caught the baby an ugly albino, said his eyes were cocked and looking whichever way. I'm just like, damn, why are you dragging the child so hard? And so Emily thought that Tommy was going to for sure win the battle because we know we've all seen Tommy showing out on television, fighting, screaming, you know, carrying on. We've seen her fighting on social media. But the thing is, it's very easy to be a fighter and to be rah-rah in a controlled environment. When you know there's security there, they're going to eventually jump in. It's not going to be a 10-minute fight where you out of breath and, you know, you, you're losing stamina. Yeah, you can hurry up and swing on somebody, pull their hair, throw water on them and all that stuff that they do on reality television, but security is going to jump in really fast. So a lot of people really thought that Tommy was like this, you know, super fighter. But I said on the thing, I said, nah, I feel like Natalie Nunn going to get her. I, I said that Friday. I said, nah, I put my money on Natalie because... Natalie went to school. She played sports. I mean, she's gained a lot of weight. You know, she's gotten a lot bigger over the years, but, you know, she's fine with her weight. Um, but she also trained. So it's not like she was just big and sloppy and out of breath. Natalie was really putting in some work. I mean, let's not act like this was a damn, you know, Floyd Mayweather uh, fight or Muhammad Ali. We know it wasn't that deep. But I think that for them to not be professional. <laughs> <laughs> for them to be not professional boxers, I think they did good. I was just shocked. It's like, did Tommy even train? I mean, Nelly was just bang, bang, just, you know what I'm saying, getting her all through the uh, the boxing ring. Let me go ahead and share my screen real quick. So I, um, I'm going to show y'all this. Give me just a second. I don't want to play the audio, but y'all can see here. Nelly was putting in work. She was getting her. All this shit that Tommy talks, I thought Tommy was going to be able to do a lot more than that. Now, you know, Natalie is a shady tea sipper, honey. So after she did this, this is the part she ends up knocking Tommy out or knocking her to the ground. What she then does is she takes um, a screenshot of her punching Tommy, and that's not... <laughs> That's not her icon pick, is her punching Tommy in the face. So this was a mess. All of this took place, they were overseas in London. So this took place at the O2 Arena. And as you guys know, a lot of reality TV stars and influencers 
are really getting into the boxing arena. We have the Logan and the Jake Pauls, the KSIs. So you have a lot of them getting into this. And boxing is the only sport that allows this foolishness. I mean, imagine me just waking up one day and I'm like, hey, I want to be a part of the NBA. They'd be like, hell no. First of all, you're not six foot five and up. Second of all, hell no. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But boxing literally will let any Yahoo join, <laughs> promote it. And I mean, there was a lot of legitimate people involved in this. Um, Floyd Mayweather was talking about it. I mean, this was like a pretty well-promoted fight. And people tuned in. People paid the money and people really watched it. And yeah, Natalie Nunn, she won that. You know, so yeah, Jake Paul got beat up. Now, what's so funny is Gervonta was mad about that. Let me see if I can find his post. He was pissed off. It's hard to, like, even understand what the hell Gervonta be posting. He sounds like he been knocked out a few times. It'd be hard for, like, when he write, it's, like, very hard to understand. But I was able to understand some of it. And so he's very mad about the fight. Let me see if I can pull it up real quick. Okay, here it goes. Let me share my screen. He's big mad about the about the. Logan Paul fight. So he says, crazy to people how these boxing shit work. Y'all cheer for a clown at their loss, but actually boxers, y'all shit on them. If they lose, sport filled with dick risers. <laughs> Why did I read it like that? I'm sorry, I hate the way, because I follow him. You know what I'm saying? I'm into some of the boxes. I actually follow, I hate when he tweets anything or posts it. His shit be hard to read. I'm like, bro, put some ice on your head before you type. It's always, it's just hard to read. I, I read it in his Baltimore accent. But um, basically, you know, from what I deciphered, is he's upset. He feels like now that the white boy done got knocked out, all y'all have all this undue sympathy for him. You know, there was some people crying online, oh, oh, oh poor, which one, y'all not can't tell them apart, I think it was Jake, yeah, Jake Paul, oh, poor Jake Paul, oh my God, he put up a good fight, at least he fought a real boxer, oh, he tried, better luck next time, oh, at least he stepped up in the ring and he didn't bitch, it was all these excuses for him, matter of fact, I went to a boxing match this past weekend after I went to the brunch. We met up later on that evening. We had a little VIP skybox at the armory and we watched the boxing fight. I don't know who was fighting, but them damn Puerto Ricans was getting down. Okay. It was a really good fight. Um, so I, you know, they feel like when it's professional boxers, there's no tiny violin. There's no, oh, you know, if Gervonta got knocked out, nobody would be like, oh, poor Gervonta Davis. Oh, better luck next time. Oh, it's all right. No, they be clowning him. You got knocked the F out. They be roasting him. Uh, they do that to all the boxers. But yeah, the energy is very different. You know, uh, Tony did his thing. He knocked out Jake Paul. But all of a sudden, Jake Paul gets to be the victim. How does that work? So when he wins, y'all cheer him on and y'all praise him because Jake Paul has won several fights. And then when he loses, y'all cheer him on and praise him. What kind of mess is that? So I agree with Gervonta. I, I would feel a way too. Because like he said, if, if he got knocked out, y'all would be laughing. So, child, it was a mess. But yeah, they knocked him out. He was in the car. His head was down and shit. I said, not him with his head down on the window. That nice, cool glass. 
<laughs> he had his he had his forehead on the window like this. You know how the glass be up nice and cold and shit. His face pressed to the glass. <laughs> I said, poor little Tink Tink. Poor little Tink Tink child. He thought he could beat up everybody. You know, he was beating up basketball players. Remember, at first, no boxers were even taking him seriously. So he was fighting basketball players. And he was knocking them out. Well, yeah, you've been training a basketball player. They're just, you know, they're meant to, you know, dribble and shoot. They don't necessarily, you know, people think they can just jump in the ring. You have to have training. You know, like all that street fighting and windmilling and shit, you can't do that in boxing. It's just not going to work. So, yeah, at first, you know, Jake was really, you know, knocking people out because they didn't have the same training. I will say that, you know, the Paw Brothers, KSI, they've taken boxing very seriously. You know, you have, what's the Ace family dude? He be trying to box and stuff. He owe everybody money and shit. Um, I forget his name. The Ace family guy. It's like, at this point, boxing is just turning into a joke. You know, and I, I see why the real boxers are mad. Because imagine Austin McBroom, thank you. I be forgetting all their names, child. The McBrooms. Um, imagine like when people take boxing, right? You're starting, you know, usually from childhood, you know, that's like a sport. They put you in there. Um, you know, you're starting at the low level. You're having to fight your way up. You know, you're hoping that you can eventually go pro, you know, it's a big deal. You're taking a lot of hits to the head and face and all types of stuff. And then now imagine you've been training since you was like 11 years old. And now you just got influencers from the Zeus Network people to YouTubers. Just They was just sleep one day. I think I'm going to be a boxer. Just, okay. You know, then they just start training. And now their names are ringing bells like professional boxers who have been in the game their whole life. So it's definitely causing a lot of conflict in the boxing world. A lot of people are really conflicted about this. But that's the thing, though, with boxing is that unfortunately they'll let anybody in because boxing is a dying sport. It's not as popular as it once was. You know, we live in a very soft society now. You know, a lot of y'all are very soft. You know, y'all like to be handled with kitten gloves. You can't even have real dialogue without people crying. You know how many people told me I was canceled on my last podcast? You're canceled. I'm never watching you again. Because I won't call them they, them, zer, her, mercher, demon, and all these other weird pronouns that y'all have. I said, okay, well, that's fine. I'm here. I, I, channel is still up. There's over 7,000 people watching me, so I'm not too canceled. And the ones who will cancel me for having an opinion, you was never a fan anyway. So it makes me no sweat off my boobs, okay? So, yeah, you know, we live in a, such a very soft world. And so... A lot of people, they don't like the whole, um, yeah, demon is actually a pronoun, believe it or not. It's actually a pronoun. Like I said, I checked out years ago. I don't, I don't entertain it. I will call you by your name and that is all. Okay. And if your name is demon, I won't call you anything. I would just, we don't have nothing to talk about. Um, but yeah, no, let me, y'all want, y'all think I'm playing? Child, hold up. Let me look at my phone. Y'all know I download all types of shit. It is definitely a pronoun. Let me, because I had a few videos on my phone when I was doing my edits. Y'all be thinking TT joking. I told you, and, and then they be like dead serious too. 
But yeah, we live in a world where people are very sensitive now. So because of that, boxing is not as popular. It's seen as a very violent sport, unfortunately. So that's the part that's just really, really disturbing. Because I don't think it's a violent sport. I think you know, it's something I grew up with um, as a kid. And I used to watch boxing a lot with my dad. But yeah, they look at it like it's really violent. So it's gone down in popularity. So now you have the influencers and social media people kind of taking over the boxing world. So... Oh my. They have frog pronouns too. Let me show y'all this. I just put in demon pronouns and this girl is up here talking about she's a frog. We're going to watch this together. Okay, so this is the demon person here. Let me let me click and then we're going to come back and watch the frog girl. Hi. I can't even get a minute of peace. My name's Jasper. I use they it pronouns. They it. We have people that are saying. I don't like when people do comments. I just want them to oh, talk. No. Hi. Hold on. Let me. I hate when they do these little shorts and then everybody got their. I just want to hear them talk. Uh, let's see if this is one where they just talk. Hi, my name's Jasper. I use they it pronouns. Hi, my name is Liana. I use they demon pronouns. This video is how to use our pronouns. So Liana uses they them pronouns and demon pronouns. So the first sentence would be, Liana is my partner. They are cute and I am theirs. I love them very much and I hope they love themselves too. For the demon pronouns, it would be, Liana is my partner. Deem is cute and I belong to Deem. I love Demon very much, and I hope Dean loves Demon's self, too. Then interchanging the two would be, Liana is my partner, they are cute, and I am Dean's. I love Demon very much, and I hope they love Demon's self, too. Um, yeah, we rebuke you in the name of our Lord and Savior. Okay, um, let me go ahead. I want to find the frog girl. I guess she thinks she's a frog. Today I'm going to be teaching you how to use frog frogs pronouns and sentences. So let's go. Frog frogs pronouns. That sounds so cool. And that's because it is cool. Because that means that the person that's using these neo pronouns is staying super curious about frog self and wants to know more about frog self. And I, as a non neo pronoun user, respect the hell out of that because that takes so much courage. I just wanted to mention that you don't need my approval. But anyway, frog is such a great person. Frog smile is so contagious. In fact. I saw a frog make a whole audience smile. I think frogs should be very proud of frog self. Oh my goodness, we made it through. And if you need more help on how to use neo pronouns and sentences, go here. Today I'm going to be teaching you how to. All right, we're done. She just happened to pop up. I've never even heard a frog pronoun. I don't. I don't even. All I see is frog emojis. I don't even know what to say about that. Like I said, at this point, we live in a soft world where people just want attention and I'm not calling a human being a frog, but good luck to her and her clique. They could call each other what they want to call each other. I wouldn't even fuck with her. She just seems kind of off, not all there. But um, anyhow, back to the boxing, okay? <laughs> what I do know about, right? Back to the boxing. So I, I get, you know, Gervonta Davis's, you know, 
being angry, feeling away about the situation. Because again, boxing has now kind of turned into like almost a joke because in no other legitimate sport can you come in in your adulthood and say, hey, I want to be a part of the, you know, NHL. I want to play hockey or, hey, I want to be a part of the, you know, of, I want to be an NBL player. You can't do that. But in boxing, you can come in at any time. And, you know, a lot of these influencers are getting huge sponsorships, um, huge brands behind them, and they're making really big money. And they're making more money than some of the amateur to semi-pro boxers. So it's definitely causing a lot. And even the whole situation with Natalie Nunn and Tommy, they got a nice little bag from that. And neither one of them are professional boxers. They just did this for, you know, for the shits and giggles. But they got a nice bag from it. So it's very interesting. Um, let's see here. Too much time on their hands. Logan was in the Logan is in the WWE now. Is he really? I didn't know he was not wrestling. See, that's what I'm saying. It's like they can bounce from being canceled on on you know YouTube and all that stuff to now they're really being taken seriously in the real world in athleticism. But I haven't seen him on the WWE yet. I might have to check that out. identifies a tea sippers my pronouns are they lovely tea you are a mess boomy <laughs> straight up mess um let me go ahead and read some of these super chats um a sir watts says oh damn t look at you beauty you turned me straight for a sec <laughs> love and support mama t <laughs> thank you so much ace i appreciate you love y'all are a mess thank you where is THB? The money came from THB. I wonder where that's at. What does that stand for? THB. Um, let's see here. Andy Lopez sent 1999 says, I really enjoyed listening to your green room chat about the nurses. It would be interesting if you did one about the dental industry and what they have been going through. I haven't followed you since 2012. Wow. I never thought about the dental industry going through a whole lot. I wonder, is it similar to like the issues that the medical industry are going through? Because I know with dental insurance, one thing I can say is that they do not, they barely cover anything. It's like, you can go and like, well, I have insurance. They'd be like, okay, yeah, the bill is still $3,000. I'm like, well, damn, what is insurance covering? Oh, insurance covered 50 bucks. <laughs> I hate dental insurance because it really does not do anything at all. Oh, somebody said it stands for Thai. It's Thai land money. Okay. So they're in... Thailand. Okay, thank you for that. That's awesome. All right, let me see here. Uh, Trixie Wilson says, gifted one, lovely team membership. Um, Tamara sent 20 says, same T, I'm here for all this FTX. Sam Brinkman freed foolishness. It's quite interesting. Love you. Love you too. And you know, I see the mainstream media is not really following up with the story and staying on top of it. So it's like you have to like really dig to see like, you know, the updates on the story now, now that it's kind of died down. But I think they're not trying to keep reporting on it because it's. I think the rabbit hole goes so deep with the FTX situation, especially being that his parents have a lot of connections to political parties. 
you know, so I refuse to believe that Sam was in on this by himself. He just did all of this on his own. I definitely feel like there were a lot of powerful people involved. And this was a way to steal money from the regular people. Um, it's happening right now all over the world. I don't know if you guys realize this. We talked about this in Discord, and I did post about this on Instagram. This happened last week in Nigeria. Let me see if I can find the post. Because a lot of these governments are taking money from the people. So what happened is that they made an announcement in Nigeria that you had to trade in your old money tender. Like you're, they're saying that, you know, they're no longer going to be taking the old money, the old Naira. So they were telling everybody you had to go to the bank. You had to exchange the money. It won't be ready right away. But if you don't get onto the new currency, you won't be able to shop. You won't be able to buy food. You won't be able to do a lot of stuff. Let me see if I can, I'm trying to find it as I'm talking. Okay, here it goes. So all these people go to go trade in their money, their physical like dollars, coins, everything. The whole country, they go and they take it to the bank. So now everybody's waiting, you know, for this new currency. They don't know if it's going to be digital. They don't know what it's going to be. Everybody's waiting. So now it's been a few days. Ain't no money. They can't get their old money and ain't no new money. So it is a mess right now. You can't even send money over there. When you do, there's no way for it to go through. Like right now, the banking system over there is down. Um, it's a lot of things going on right now overseas. Um, I have friends in Pakistan and they're going through the same thing where they're really scared about their banking system going down over there as well. Let me uh, share the video really quick with you guys. Okay, here we go. Give me just a second. Listen, Udu. Near Wari, the commercial city of Delta State, as they protested over the scarcity of the newly redesigned Nara and rejection of the old notes by commercial banks, despite the Supreme Court's ruling stopping the implementation of the CBN policy. Iken Amici has more. Trouble started on Wednesday morning when customers strong banking halls and automated teller machines in Udu but were disappointed to know that there were no new notes and bank refused to accept their old notes. Frustrated by the development, some youths took to the streets blocking Udu Expressway. The protest started in Uruwuri Junction, before spreading to the Expressway as two commercial banks were set ablaze. The angry mob first vandalized the banks by hauling stones and other objects at the bank premises, leaving customers to scamper for safety. Two vehicles at the premises of one of the banks were set ablaze before security agents intervened. According to the police public relations officer, Edafi Bright, nine suspects have so far been arrested by the police as normalcy returns to the area. He assured the public and the banks of their safety, but commercial banks in Worry, Uwe and Environ shut down operations early. Meanwhile, the Delta State Governor, Ifan Yokoa, has appealed to citizens of the state and Nigerians to remain calm amid scarcity of the new Naira nodes in the country. All right, so you guys just saw that. So it's really bad. And the reason why I bring that up with this whole FTX situation is before the, the shit completely hit the fan, they were supposedly hacked for like, 
I mean, millions of dollars, close to a billion. And this was before like everything got figured out. There was a supposed hack. And now they're saying that there's literally a billion dollars just gone. And think about it. These are people's money. So that's why I feel like there's more people involved in this whole FTX scheme. I don't care how smart, you know, Sam Bateman Freed and Gretchen Grundler are. Well, we know Gretchen Grundler was an idiot. She's like, you don't even need to know math to deal with crypto. Just an idiot. I believe this was a scheme to get people's money. A lot of this crypto stuff was nothing but a digital pyramid scheme. And when you said this, when you talked about it, you were a hater. Oh, you're just jealous of the crypto bros because we got Lambos. Now a lot of them are, you know, trying to turn in their Lamborghinis. You know, the, the pyramid scheme has collapsed. And especially being that the economy is going through a lot. People don't have no money to be putting into some type of digital currency when folks don't even have tangible currency. What they look like putting money into digital currency. So I believe the whole situation is a lot deeper with that, especially when I'm seeing banks around the world doing little scams like this, where people are literally going to the bank and their money is gone and there's nothing they can do. It's just extremely frightening. And like I said, it's happening everywhere. Even with Usain Bolt, I went to go research the other day to see did he get his money. I was Googling, trying to find out. And I said this when I did the video two months ago. That money's gone. He's not going to get his money. They're trying to pin it on one man. That man is the fall guy. There's no way that one man just stole $12 million over the extent of several years. No way. There's more people involved in that. It's not like you can just go out and just spend $12 million. You're doing that over the course of years. So, like I tell y'all, y'all better be checking these banks. Y'all better stay on top of y'all statements. Read everything with a fine-tooth comb. Look at all your charges. Because it's a lot of really fishy stuff going on. I don't trust none of these big banks. Bank of America, Wells Fargo, none of them. I mean, you still got to put your money somewhere, but, you know, I, I don't trust those ones, though. You know, you got to pick certain banks. Um, even getting with, like, a, a financial agency and storing some of your money in there. But, yeah, it's getting bad. And, you know, some people are saying, like, hey, I want to go back to, like, just keeping money under a mattress. But even with that, you want to be careful because if something happens, there's no insurance on that. It's gone. So, yeah, it's it's really frightening. It's really frightening what's going on with that. But that's why I believe that that FTX situation goes way deeper. Hence why the news is not staying on that story. But thank you um, for the super chat. Uh, Jay Sanchez sent 10 says, I just hope people don't make this moment all about race and focus on her accomplishments. Sometimes we waste time on that gotcha moment and we end up sharing it with the naysayers very proud of her though oh you talking about um melissa butler yeah i don't think it's necessarily about race but i mean it's not easy to like create products and the thing i respect about her you know just like me and others we actually created our own products even when i had my skincare line i created that those products i went into the lab i worked with the company it wasn't private label she was in her kitchen really mixing up ingredients and really mixing up lip glosses and doing it by hand. It wasn't a Kylie Jenner lip kit. 
you know, so I respect that because it's not easy. And when you are a black entrepreneur, you don't have a lot of people who are willing to invest in you. I mean, think about how, uh, what's her name? Jackie, um, the beauty influencer, Jackie, how when she wanted to get into makeup, Marlena still invested a million dollars into like a lipstick line for her that never even came out. People don't get that. We don't naturally just get, you know, handouts or people who care enough to look out for us like that. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Did I say Jackie? No. Jacqueline Hill. Sorry, I'm saying no, not Jackie. Jacqueline. Jacqueline Hill is what I meant. Not Jackie. Ina. Jack Jackie's doing her thing. She's doing her candle thing. So that's what Jackie's doing. I meant Jacqueline Hill. Jacqueline Hill, when she first wanted to get into creating her own makeup brand, Marlena still the the owner of Makeup Geek. She invested a million dollars of her own money into Jacqueline Hill and Jacqueline Hill ended up literally shitting on her and the lady lost her investment. You know, but Jacqueline Hill got her karma later on. So I know Marlena is somewhere sipping slow, honey, and, and kikiing because Jacqueline just had to file for bankruptcy. Last time I checked, Makeup Geek was still doing their thing. So, yeah, it's it's really it's really interesting. So that's why I say, you know, I think it's really dope to watch Melissa, you know, go from the bottom of creating her own products by herself and then try and go on this show to beg for an investment only to be just top down to like she wasn't even worthy of being on the show to where she's at now. That is a big deal for black entrepreneurs. We do not get the same, you know, handouts, the same help, the same promote, the same promotion, the same support, you know, even bank loans. We're not always quick to get those to put money into our business. Now they'll give you a loan to get you into debt. Oh, did Makeup Geek close down? Okay. I haven't checked on her in a while. I thought it was Morphe. Was that Makeup Geek should still be up? Morphe's closing down. Makeup Geek closed too. Damn, all these people? Mmm. It's been a struggle for the makeup folks. So they've all closed down. Mmm. How the mighty have fallen. Not saying Marlena, but I knew I knew about Morphe. Yeah, it got it got so oversaturated. Like everybody had a makeup line. Everybody had a palette. You don't go through that much eyeshadow ever. Like I still have palettes that I bought just to support people. I probably use them palettes twice. You know what I'm saying? So it, it does. It it just ends up collecting. Um, but Unlike, like I said, unlike others, like you have to like really struggle because a lot of times a young person, right, they can get into student loan debt. They can go and get a loan for like 20000 30000 to go to college and put them in debt. But if those same young people say, hey, I, I want a $30,000 loan from the bank because I want to start my own clothing line. I want to start a hair company. I want to start a skincare line. I want to start, you know... Um, you know, I want to bake pies and start my own baking company. These banks will tell them no. Oh, you're too young to get a $30,000 loan. What are you going to do with that kind of money? But they have no problem financing them to get those huge loans for a college degree that may not even help them in the future. So the, the system is definitely stacked against 
you know, a lot of people, especially people of color. So you just got to be really smart with how you move and the things that you do. And sometimes you just have to keep grinding and grinding and grinding it out, you know? But thank you for the super chat. Um, let's see here. Kawizi sent 999 says, hey, T, uh, what you do, lovely as always. Have you been following the Kai Sinat or your kids? He's the biggest Twitch streamer and he's black. Um, no. I think I've heard that name before, but I don't I don't follow Twitch streamers like that. I know Aiden Ross. Um, I guess he's leaving Twitch. I'm I'm Googling him now. What's going on with him? Nears the end of his nonstop 30 days of streaming. Okay. I mean, did he sit there for 24 hours and just stream? I don't see how people do that. I mean, when that man died. There was a youth, well, I guess you call him a Twitch person. He died. He was like streaming for like a whole 48 hours or 72 hours straight with no sleep. And he died on camera. That Yeah, I don't, I don't really watch people. Y'all said he got, okay, now I heard Aiden Ross got in trouble for, um, for posting porn. So he's trying to go to kick. I've been hearing that about Aiden Ross. He's on some trying to be like Andrew Tate and all this other stuff. Okay, y'all said that Kai sleeps. Okay, I thought y'all were saying he stayed up for 30 days with no sleep. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't, I'm not into watching gamers like that. My kids probably watch him. Like there's another little boy, I Showstop or something like that. I know they watch him. He streams and stuff like that. I think he's like one of the biggest young black kids on here. Um. Somebody says Kai sleeps on cam. So he lets y'all watch him sleep. I couldn't do that. I don't, want, I don't want strangers watching me sleep. That's weird. Oh, okay. I show stop. Is that his name? Okay. I do with something with a show in it. I what I say? I show sleep, speed. <laughs> I knew it's something with a uh, damn. I don't know. Something, honey. <laughs> Everybody in Twitch sleep streams. Yeah, I can't. I don't want people watching me sleep. That's just weird. And imagine the people watch. Like, what are y'all watching? The person is asleep. So y'all just sitting there watching them sleep. How about y'all go to sleep? Instead of watching me sleep, how about y'all go get some Z's? How about that? I mean, like, I, I couldn't just sit there and watch somebody sleep. That's just weird to me. But y'all, y'all in this new generation, have fun. Because when I turn off my MacBook, it's a wrap. I don't want to be bothered with nothing from the internet, let alone having the internet watch me sleep. That's weird. <laughs> it's probably some type of weird fetish. You know, there's all types of fetishes out here. Okay, so real quick, I have to play this ad. We have a sponsor for this show, and then I'm going to talk about the last few stories here. Give me just a second. Got a show sponsor. All right. Here we go. 
This show's sponsor is Rocket Money. So welcome to the new year. It is officially 2023. Say goodbye to last year's outdated, disorganized method of managing your money. Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill, is a personal finance app that finds and cancels unwanted subscriptions, it monitors your spending, and it helps lower your bills all in one place. Rocket Money makes canceling subscriptions as easy as a click of a button. Simply find the subscriptions that you don't want and press cancel and Rocket Money will cancel it for you. No more long hold times with customer service or the tedious emailing back and forth. Over 3 million people have used Rocket Money and they're saving an average of $720 a year. Well, this summer, I realized I had been paying for stars every single month and I hadn't even been on that app in months. So they were just getting all types of free money and literally it took so long to finally cancel them. But if I had used Rocket Money, it would have been a lot quicker. Rocket Money will identify these subscriptions and help you stop paying for things that you no longer need. So that way you can save your coins, okay? So to stop throwing away your money and cancel all unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way, go on to rocketmoney.com slash lovely tea. Once again, that's rocketmoney.com slash L-O-V-E-L-Y-T-I. So make sure you guys check them out to keep your finances in line in the new year. All right. Thank y'all for y'all's patience. I am back. So we just had to have a word from our sponsor. So now I want to go ahead and talk about all this drama that is going on with um, Sukiana and Mama D. So put a teacup if you guys were at the live show. Y'all got a chance to meet Mama D. She came out to support. And, you know, I did a really good interview with her and Evelyn um, on at the live show when we did the dinner. And Mama D is really, really cool. You know, I feel like sometimes she's misunderstood, but even though I love me some Mama D, she was definitely being messy in this situation. And when I tell you, Suki was not here for her. Suki went in, okay? And I don't even know, like, why she, like, just started going at Suki. And y'all know I'm not, like, a big Sukiana fan. Um, I thought the whole OnlyFans debacle was a mess. But with that being said... I've never personally heard Suki take any digs at Mama D or say anything disrespectful. So I thought it was just kind of weird that Mama D was coming at her. So I'm going to go ahead and play you guys the video here. Give me just a second to pull it up. First, I want to I want to play y'all what Mama D said, because I thought it was just I, I don't know. I just kind of thought it was kind of uncalled for. So I'm, I'm going to show y'all what Mama D said, and then we're going to watch. Suki's response. All right. Any girl to be talking all that smack. What's her name? JT. Who? JT. No, it's a female. Yeah, that's what I mean. She called, he said, my my stuff is something. They, it's a little snatch. She, uh, a little cliche, she say with it. The dark skinned girl, fat. Yeah. Not fine. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess. No. I can't get her name. It's something about her cuz her, her coochie. Suki, Suki with, with the good coochie. Yeah. How you know? Oh man. Mm. I, I ain't got it yet, but I dreamed it. Yeah. Well, would you want to come back behind so many men? Oh. 
Loose lips sank ships. All right. So now I'm going to go ahead and oh, listen that, to what Super what was, to say. Oh, while we were the good coochie, you asking people about me. I'm not one of them hoes that you put on a stroll back in the day. You know? And honestly, how are you acting like you better than somebody when you was a, a so-called king back in the day put hoes on a stroll? Why you couldn't put your pussy on a stroll? It wasn't like that. It wasn't like that. Yeah. I don't know who you done put on a stroll, but baby, if you had Suki with the good coochie, like I said, you thought this coochie there is gonna bring out sunshine, sleep, sun, motherfucking snow, and hail. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what type of coochie you was selling back in the day. It ain't this one. Don't ask nobody. Oh, how you know? Suki got the good coochie, bitch. I got Google reviews and Yelp reviews. Yeah, every nigga you don't see me with going all oh, vouch. Yeah, you ain't never heard a motherfucker say that I was lying. Yeah, and then you're gonna try to sit there and say that man, you with the good coochie. Oh, you wanna sleep with somebody behind everybody else? Who Suki don't slap with? Who Suki don't slap with? Who 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 you know don't slap with me? Who done got this coochie? Cause I know you done you done been around, baby. You is about 50, 30, 50 years older than me. Who Suki, you got more bodies than me, baby girl. And I never judge nobody for having a body. Cause you, as a woman, you can sleep with who you want to sleep with. But my count is not yours. All right. I be with the same man for a long time. That's the thing. Y'all be got, having me misconstrued because I like to sing about sex. I like to sing about sucking dick. That's something that I love to do. I never said fuck a nigga. Bitch, I said I love to spoil your niggas and I love to suck his dick. I love to do it. So you think you better than me because I like to please my man? That's something I love to do. I'm a freak ass hoe. Ain't we freak hoes? Oh, why would you want to sleep with somebody? What was wrong with what, what made you think I slept with a whole bunch of niggas? My music is about my man. What you thought was about a whole bunch of niggas? It's about my man. That's what I like to do. Everything I say in my music is about one man. Y'all only see me with one man. The fuck be wrong with these hoes? Y'all see me with one man? I love to be with one man. That's how the, that's how I am. But even if I was to give samples out, if I was to sell it for real, for real, I would be a billionaire. I already made a million dollars off of talking about this motherfucker, and people agree with it because they know this thing like that. They gonna say loose lips. What lips is loose? You can go to my OnlyFans right now. You know I I, I, I put up the real. Go to the OnlyFans. Go to the OnlyFans so you can see how fat and tight this motherfucker is. For real. And being dark skin, ain't nothing wrong with that. I got a black ass pussy like Kuta Kente and that motherfucker pink on the inside, ho. The fuck wrong with she? What fuck wrong with she? What was wrong with what, what made you think I slept with a whole bunch of niggas? My, my music is about my man. What you thought was about a whole bunch of niggas? It's about my man. That's what I like to do. Everything I say in my music is about one man. Y'all only see me with one man. The fuck? <laughs> yeah, you you want you having an interview talking about me? I ain't never did nothing to you, baby girl. Really? You ain't no different than me. You was me. You hating. You was me when you was my age. Yeah, you wasn't selling that pussy. You was selling these hoes pussy. That was you was doing. You was me. We not no different, baby. We is hustling, so don't get old and dried up and then be coming for young Suki or young Mama D. What the fuck? 
is wrong with you, girl? <laughs> young mama D, that's what I am. Yeah, okay. Don't get old and then be hating on me because right. it ain't nothing different. Right. It's nothing different, but I'm, uh, it is a lot different because I don't know if your cat was hit like like mine is. I don't know. I don't know if it was hitting yeah, like this, motherfucker. This that red snapper. This that firecracker. Is that red yeah, it's that red snapper that them Jamaicans like. Keep my motherfucking name out your mouth. That's what I'm gonna tell you because I'm not gonna disrespect nobody, mama. But keep my. I'm not. I'm not motherfucker. I'm not none of them hoes that scrappy used to date. That you be running away, baby. I'm gonna go head to head with your motherfucking ass for real. Don't you do no interview speaking on somebody that did nothing to you because you don't even know. Suki is a fan of you. Suki and her cousins and her friends sing your little chicken wing song when you need them lip and lemon peppers. What the song is? I got my and my. Fuck all that. Suki is actually a fan. I actually, I actually like you. So what you did was you hurt my feelings. You for no absolutely no reason. You sat on that interview and brought my name up for absolutely no reason. I never did anything to you. I never crossed you. Never met you. I don't even know who you are. You were disrespectful to me, a younger woman, when that's not what you're supposed to do. You should be uplifting me. Yeah, that's what you should be doing. Because I ain't never do nothing. I'm a hustler. All you see is me getting money. We talking about the shit that I got. Like you, like, That's what I'm going to tell you. Like you told them hoes, use what you got to get what you want. And that's what the fuck I did. So what's different? What's different? What made you so angry at Suki with the good coochie? Didn't you need good coochie hoes to sell? Huh? That's what you needed to make your money, so why you mad at mine? The fuck? You told them All right, y'all. Let me come back on the screen, child. Suki is a mess. But you know what, though? I got to keep it 100. She told no lies. Like I said, I don't understand why her name was brought up. I've never known her to like have any beef with Mama D or go back and forth with Mama D. And I know Suki's real cool with Scrap. So I think, because she could have drug her a lot worse. I didn't seen Suki go in on people. So she could have drug her a lot worse. But she did it, you know, still like in a respectful, even though it was a ratchet way, it was still low-key respectful for Suki. But she's not lying. Um, like I said, I had an issue definitely with her OnlyFans. Because for me, it wasn't the fact that she was doing OnlyFans, right? Because she's grown. That was her man at the time. But for me, it was very distasteful. When I watched it, she looked like she was in pain and being abused. It didn't come off sensual. It didn't make me, you know, want to go, you know, hit up my boo and be like, oh, we got to try that. I was scared for her. Like, you know what I'm saying? Blink, make it clap two times and you, if you need us to come rescue you. Like the OnlyFans was creepy as hell. They was just doing all types of weird shit. But, okay. But with that aside though, she's not lying. And sometimes you do have a lot of older women who do come at the young girls. And that's why I say, you know, even when you think about like when I've talked about like the whole situation with Carisha. Like, yes, Carisha be on some dumb shit with the whole Diddy thing. But before he started kind of playing her and having the little blazing side, baby, when she first got with Diddy, what did I say? I said, good for her. She's leveling up. You know what I'm saying? If she knows what it is and she knows how he gets down and she wants to be a part of the little crew, he going to look out for her. There's nothing wrong with that. Because women of other races are always told to chase a bag and, you know, get somebody with money. But then we'll tell young black girls, you need to, you know, hold down this man and be there for that kind and all this weird shit. 
You know what I'm saying? And I feel like they're just there. There is a lot of hate sometimes from older women. Just like you'll have a bunch of bitter chicks who'll be in the comment section talking about, you know, if a girl is 2021, 20, she has no business dating an older guy and he's just using her and this, this and that. When a lot of them, they're using them too. A fair trade ain't no robbery. Why y'all so mad when little young girls are like, they trying to get paid too. They're not trying to marry this old ass man. They're trying to talk to him for what he got for now. You want to use me as arm candy? You want to use me to make older women jealous? Cool. You got the pay. That's their business. But you'll literally have older women out here talking about none of these girls should be having sex until they're 26 years old and their brain is fully developed. The fuck are you talking about? Bitch, you was smashing the whole hood when you was 15. And now you want to regulate everybody else's coochie. Very strange. Don't you got four baby daddies? It's just weird. You know, it's like, no, like at, at some point we got to stop that. There was no reason for her to talk about her. As much as I love Mama D, the way she was talking about Suki, it's like she had a disgust on her face about her. Like, you know, that fat, fat black one, a big fat black girl. And it's like, why she got to be the big fat black girl? Y'all are the same color. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, like I said, was she out there doing something crazy again or, you know, acting super foul? I could see. But she really has been low key. She hasn't really been out here acting crazy. She's just been, you know, on loving hip hop and getting her money. So, but but I, I just noticed that sometimes, you know, like everybody says, you know, she was a, a, a pimp back in the day. So if she want to sit there and sell her good cooch, that's her business. Especially if you were, you know, because remember Scrap came out, said he grew up in a whorehouse and, you know, he was crying on loving hip hop. That was a very, very sad moment, you know, to see them, you know, be fractured like that. And he's trying to be a good father and a good husband. And it's just always this conflict between the mother and, and you know, and, and Bambi. But yeah, we, we can't do that. I just, I, I don't like it. And it makes it, especially when we're talking about young black women, I feel like once you get to a certain age, you should not be looking at younger women as your competition. That shit is weird. You got women my age who hate being caught auntie. I love it. I know my place. I'm not in competition with people who are 20 and 21. Y'all are young enough to be my kids. What do I look like being in competition with you? My job is to school you and give you advice and, you know, hope that you don't make some of the same mistakes that I and other people that I know have made. But as far as like the constant judging and going in and feeling like, you know, anytime a young girl is out here doing her, y'all get so mad. Uh, when we was having that conversation on that Leonardo post that we had posted probably like a few weeks ago, remember they said he was out there dating that 19 year old. Oh, here come all the bitter Bettys. They was hot. How dare he date a 19 year old? He's a pedo. He's a pervert. Last time I checked, it was legal. Well, just because it's legal, it don't mean that it's moral. Well, that's your business. It's not illegal. So you can get mad and scream and write all caps all up and down Instagram. That doesn't change the laws. And if she's 19 and old ass Leo wants to be seen with her, you think there's no benefit in her being seen with him? It seems like a lot of y'all be mad because the train done left y'all station and so y'all get mad at the next young girls. When these same girls who are mad at the new girls coming up and dating, you know, these older wealthy men, y'all was chasing after the older dope boy in the hood, the, the, the older businessman in the hood. 
So what is the difference? It, it's just weird to me. Yeah, that girl kept writing whole books crying about this 19-year-old. Then it came out that the story wasn't even real. But like I said, even if it was real, who cares? It's obviously benefiting her in some way, shape, or form to be seen with Leonardo DiCaprio. She knows what time it is. He ain't never going to get married. So if you're with him, you know it's about sex and being seen on the red carpet and take advantage of it for what it is. But now if you're thinking he's about to wife you up, don't come on the internet crying a year from now because you knew what it was. But it, it just I, I just don't like that. And I, I'm just starting to see that so much with a lot of older women. And men too. You got a lot of older dudes too that be hating on these little young boys. Sir, your, your days of pimping and, and running behind young girls, you know, at this point, you need to get married, you know, go, go find something to do. You cannot be in the club in the comp in competition with your little nephews and your little cousins. You 45 and you trying to holler at all the 22 year olds and your little nephews are like, well, I was trying to talk to her first. Well, I'm more established. I got money. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so the men do it too to the little young boys. Will they be in competition with them? It's just, it's weird. I think once you get to a certain age, it's okay to fall back and rest in your wisdom and be cool with that. And you don't have to sit there and tear down the next generation. You don't have to sit down and tear down all these young girls because it seems like a lot of people forget what it is to be young. A lot of people forget what it is to be a teenager, what it is to make mistakes. People got to live and learn. That's how you, you know what I'm saying? That's how you're able to do better in life. You, there's never a test without a testimony. I tell y'all that all the time. So you trying to cop block every five seconds don't mean shit. All you're going to do is end up pushing that young girl away. Because I, I, I used to hate when older women used to do that to us when we were younger. We'd wear crop tops. Remember, crop tops were real popular in the 90s, and you'd wear them with your Janko jeans. Okay, them big old bell bottoms that they were called Jenko jeans. And you'd wear like a cute little crop top. And you'd have all these older women. We'd be, you know, walking around. We're going to school. Y'all are fast and uh-uh, not your stomach showing. Why y'all mad? Let us enjoy our fucking midriff. By the time we turn 40, we can't show it off no more, really. Some of y'all can, but most of y'all can't. Like, I don't understand that. As long as you're dressed classy enough and you know how to carry yourself, let that girl enjoy her body before she ends up, you know, having babies and getting married and enjoy it while you have it. So that way you don't got to be a Tony Braxton at 50 talking about, damn, I wish I'd have done more when I was younger and I wish I'd have lived my life. You got one life to live. Enjoy it, but be smart and learn from other people's mistakes and understand what it is. If you're going to be dating an older man and be out in these streets, understand what it is. Because you're not going to change nobody who's grown and set in their ways. So, yeah, I, I'm not mad at Suki. I don't think um, Suki said anything wrong. You know, she was defending herself. And I agree with her. It's like, damn, why she got to be, you know, fat and black and all this extra stuff. It was just kind of ugly. And, and I see that a lot on social media where people are just so mad and, and so angry. Like anytime, you know, a young person is doing something, it's all this extra shade and extra, you know, like even like if you're on TikTok, all these just trashy comments. 
It's like, tell us you mad without telling us you're mad. It's not that serious. Somebody says, I don't, let me see here. I don't give a damn with any of these young girls do. I only care about my own. As for the rest, to each his own. How they understand as a 19-year-old if nobody's put, guiding them, but the guidance is bitter. But again, it's about how you're talking to somebody. Like at 19, I'm not trying to listen to nobody bitter and going off. And it's because you don't know the nuances of whatever relationship they're in or what's going on. All you can do is give somebody advice. You can lead a horse to water. You can't force it to drink. So either they can take the advice or they don't take it. But at the end of the day, they're technically grown. So it's about how you come at people. It's about how you talk to them. Somebody said, I wonder why she picked on Suki. I don't know. It's just weird. It's very weird. <laughs> Somebody says she must be fast. And I say, ma'am, you, you have five past marriages. Would you like to talk to you? Oh, your, your past five marriages would like to talk to you. Right. It's the glamorization of younger people and older people dating the grooming that goes on. That's my issue with it because that's what happened when I was 19 dating a 31 year old. Well, that's been happening since the dawn of man. Half y'all's grandfathers were marrying your grandmothers when they were 14, 15 and your grandfather was 25, 26. It's nothing new. So I don't, I don't even believe in that. I feel like, you know, a lot of that stuff, there's been enough conversations. People know what it is. And if somebody is younger, wants to date an older person and it is legal, there's nothing you can do about that. You can get mad and write books on the internet, but again, all of that is on the internet. In the real world, people move differently. So all you can do is school people, give them advice, and if they wanna take it, they will. And if they don't, they don't. So again, we live in a culture where everybody wants to chase the bag, the, the music is telling all these young girls it's about getting with a baller and getting with somebody with money, you know, paying for trips and going shopping. If I'm 20, 21 years old, a 21 year old man, nine times out of 10 cannot provide you that lifestyle. So y'all ain't even looking into the music that's perpetuating this to why these little girls are thinking that and even the culture of Instagram. What did Stephanie say the other day? Steph Ladon, excuse me. She went on Instagram the other day and she made a really good point about uh, a lot of these IG models selling themselves. And I've been saying this forever. So again, all you can do is give people advice, but at the end of the day in the real world, either they're gonna take it or not take it. But I'm not gonna lose no sleep behind it, trust. So this is what she said. Hold on, let me switch this page. Okay. So Steph, Steph um, London said, young girls, please stop idolizing the it girls. They're all selling cat for a lifestyle. They can't maintain on their own and getting disrespected. It's never worth it. Go get it yourself, whether it's school, business, or a job. And she was saying some real stuff right there. So again, all you can do is give people advice. The conversations are being had. There's so many channels 
who talk about, you know, femininity and all this stuff. These conversations are being had. But what people choose to do outside of the Internet, they're going to do because folks will say one thing online and type a whole thing. But then outside the Internet, it's a whole different story. So that's what I'm saying. All you can do is give advice, but it's nothing that I'm going to stress myself over. But I, I do notice there's just this whole divisiveness in the culture. Young, old, male, female. It's just too much divisiveness. And it's sad. Somebody said, y'all stated sis was cool with Scrap. I wouldn't be surprised to see her on, on a love and hip-hop storyline from Mama D. Yeah, I can see them coming in on the next um, season. And this could be a whole storyline as to why she attacked her. I could definitely see that. Uh, Janine says, oh, no, not Janine. Hold on. Uh... Kania, I think I mispronounced it, says, T, in South Korea, some clubs have age restrictions from 18 to 29. You won't be in here partying with 40-year-olds. Yeah, we had clubs when we were younger. There were age restrictions. Um, we've been clubbing since we were 14, honestly. They had clubs um, in the Midwest, well, in Minnesota, starting at 14. So they had 14 and up clubs. They also had a 16 plus club, which was graffitis. And everybody used to go down Saturdays. It was lit. And because it was 16 and up, you couldn't be in there. Um, you had to be, I think the oldest they would let in was like 21. It was like 16 to 21. So of course you would have 21 year olds in there trying to talk to you and holler at you. But again, it's all about, you know, how you're raised and you know what I'm saying? The morals. And if, if people have talked to you about real stuff, you know, real things that can happen to you. You know, people are always going to be put in certain situations. And the good thing is with the internet, these conversations are being had more openly. Whereas when we were younger, a lot of these conversations weren't being had. People weren't having these real conversations. So yeah, that's nothing new. Aqua was later on, Marquis. That was like, Aqua was 18 plus. I remember Aqua. But graffitis was like back in like, uh, the late 90s to like the 2000s. Then they end up shutting down, but graffitis was lit. That brought the whole city together. 16 plus. Felicia says, this 46-year-old dude did my 24-year-old son like that. He kept trying to send my son to jail because he liked my son. Because he liked my son's baby's mother and she is 24 too. Yeah, you got a lot of these old men being competition with these young boys. Like I said earlier, it's a shame. Um, let's see. Let me read some of these super chats. Uh, let's see. Thought I read that one. Junk drawer says, "Hey T, just want to say thank you for dropping gems. Currently in Hawaii, where my husband is stationed, but from the paw, much love. That's what's up. Thank you so much, and enjoy." Being in Hawaii, because we got a bunch of snow out here. So thank you for coming through. Uh, Jillian sent 20 says, T, I can't with this foolishness. I need a vacation. Thank you for providing information from such an informed perspective. Love you. Love you too. And thank you. Um, Jackie Jane says, hey, T, me and my dad are watching you live right now, blazing. 
Just want to say you should do a deep dive about CERN. I remember when you spoke on it, I was just speechless. Thank you so much. And you and your dad, enjoy that blunt, honey. Thanks for coming through. I appreciate y'all for the support. Um, Latino Voice in Five says, as a Nigerian on my mom's side, she said they are holding political elections now. She suspects there would be a civil war in Nigeria. Yeah, a lot of people are thinking that, um, especially if the elections don't go how people want it to go. Um, at this point, they need to split Nigeria up into three different countries. They need to let the Igbo go one way, the Yoruba and the Hausa. It, it never made sense. This is all of this drama comes from colonialism and European rule, putting these tribes of people who live totally separate lives, totally separate cultures and putting them and forcing them together into one country. And it has not come together the way that they thought it would in over, you know, 60, 70 years. So I think at this point, they're gonna have to split up. They're gonna have to break Nigeria up three different ways. But that's a whole nother video. But thank you, Latino boy. I appreciate you. Um, Nitty Wilson says, hey, T, I needed this live. My mom was just diagnosed with cancer and I'm moving to the Twin Cities to help her. This gave me a great release. I'm sorry to hear that, um, that your mom was diagnosed but I'm really happy that you're able to come up and help her. So, you know, she's definitely going to need your help with that. My best friend just dealt with that um, for the past few years with her mom and cancer. So it's a lot, it's a lot, but thank you. And I'm glad that this stream was able to help you. Let's see here. Um, Jazz here says, you are right, T. They keep us fighting each other while we do their dirt. Please let me back in the group chat. I've been sipping since 1892. Thank you so much for the super chat. Yeah, a lot of it is just divisiveness. You know, like I said, we can have the conversations, you know, we can talk about all that stuff, but a lot of people, it's not even about grooming per se. A, a lot of it, there's like bitter undertones. You know, it, you can tell when somebody's really trying to school somebody and when it's just a bunch of just angry you know like like i wish it was me type shit and that's the vibe i get from some of these people online like you're not really worried about grooming you're mad because you're seeing these little girls as competition and that's just what it is um ken says seeing you live warms my heart sending you good vibes always please hit the like button everyone thank you so much yes y'all please hit that like button I've been on here for an hour and 33 minutes. Let me get to my last story. And then I'm going to go ahead and get up out of here. So I had to talk about this situation with the Shade Room and Doja Cat. So what was so funny was the other day, I think I was, I was on Telegram. And I think RG sent me the pictures. And then I sent them to Emily. So we were all talking about these new Doja Cat pictures where Doja was dressed like the devil. It was a mess. Let me see if I can pull them up here. It's very creepy. She was dressed like the devil. And, um, okay, here they go. Let me share my screen. And the Shade Room was the one who posted it. So when, they, when the Shade Room posted it, RG sent it to me. And then me and Emily were looking at it. So this is one of the pictures here with Doja. 
And this just looks creepy. I don't even know what she's... It just looks like a bunch of ash and dark spirits. So these were the pictures. You know, the whole demonic vibe. And so she posted the devil face emojis. And then remember when she was at that fashion show, I believe in Paris... Remember, she was donning all red. She had all the red gems. And red has been a very significant color starting this year, like in 2023. We saw Sam Smith. Um, he was dressed in all red. He was, you know, representing the devil at the Grammys. Then we had Rihanna dressed in all red at the Super Bowl. Now we have Doja. And so the shave room had posted it. And so, you know, there was a lot of conversation. And then all of a sudden the post disappeared and people were like, what happened to the post? So then the shade room came out and they basically tweeted this. They said, I will never be ashamed of my faith. And then they wrote this, good morning or TRS morning inspirations. If you want to know what side of faith we stand on, we stand for God, we stand for Jesus. If you do too, throw up your prayers in the comments or prayer hands. In the comments, hashtag to be clear, hashtag not ashamed, hashtag good morning, hashtag morning inspiration, hashtag John 316. I've never seen Shade Room post anything that religious before in my life. Now, from what I'm hearing, they're saying that the Shade Room is in part owned by um, T.D. Jakes. So this was the original post. They said... Okay, Doja Cat coming through, slaying this devilish theme photo shoot. So a lot of people were like really going in on the shade room. Like this person says, the shade room being religious while also being the most dark-sided, messiest platform you could come across is very on brand. Somebody else says the shade room is allegedly owned by T.D. Jakes and Angelica. Um, they decided to remove pics of the Doja Cat devilish photo shoot. Funny thing is the shade room posts more toxic stuff about black culture than that, but draw the lines. Now they are Christians. So let me see if this plays. No, but I guess they're saying that TD Jakes, maybe he invested in the shade room. I don't know. I'm not sure. But yeah, they were not feeling that. Now I will say this. I wasn't feeling it either. We didn't post it. Um, but again, that's, you know, my preference It's certain things I'm not going to post. I don't care who it is, but to be fair, Doja Cat is not the first female pop star singer to be dressed like the devil. Um, you know, Cardi B has dressed like the devil. Meg Thee Stallion has dressed like the devil. I don't understand the point of it. Um, you know, I, I don't get it. I mean, I, I guess when I see people like around Halloween, dressed in sexy devil costumes. Even then, I don't really like it, but I can at least understand when it's regular people and it's Halloween. When I see celebrities dressed in like devilish gear, it just makes me think Illuminati. I don't care. <laughs> it just makes me think like Illuminati, like, you know what I'm saying? Blood sacrifice. It makes me think of all types of stuff. Yes, Lady Gaga, Madonna. I, I, I just, I don't get it. I don't get it, you know, to each his own. But I also just feel like at this point, the shade room was being extra. My thing is, if 
they don't like things like that. And they don't like that type of imagery. That would have been discussed. I mean, unless they have like a staff of a thousand people. I don't think they have a really big staff. I want to say it's maybe under 20 people. So I would think that that's something that would be discussed. Like anything with dark imagery, devilish imagery, don't post it. You know, I discuss that stuff with my bloggers. Like there's certain things and a lot, and sometimes they'll run things by me before they post. Like, what do you think about this? Don't post it. I don't feel like dealing with that type of energy right now. Don't post it. So there are certain things. Yeah, they have a whole staff. It's not just Angie on there, you know, typing all this stuff. She, she has a whole staff. There's a whole team at the shade room. But I'm just saying, like, I felt like if it was that serious, this conversation would have been had. This would have been where one of the, the staff members posted this. And then all of a sudden there was all this, you know, um, people were going off and this is demonic. And why would y'all post this? Now they take it down and it's, oh, well, we're super religious and we don't play that. We love God and, you know, uh, put a prayer hand up for Jesus. It just was just over the top. Just take it down and, and move around. Y'all delete stuff all the time. They'll post stuff and delete stuff. So they didn't even have to address this. I feel like they were just looking for attention because they were trending. They were lighting them up on, um, on Twitter. They were going in. And honestly, a lot of these places, like I know I follow the spiritual world. To me, they're not really spiritual. Like they might post like a few, you know, Bible-y things. There's nothing spiritual about their uh, Instagram page. It's just gossip and smuck. They post a bunch of sexual stuff and, you know, men versus women type stuff. I'm like, well, because I have followed them because I thought it was like a more spiritual-based Instagram page. They're no different than the shade room. So I don't, you know, I don't, I don't understand why people go to Instagram looking for faith unless you're following like a Christian. Like there's some people I do follow that are Christian based on Instagram because I follow a wide range of people. So there was some man, he was on my Instagram timeline and he's like a white pastor. He has a black wife and he had adopted her daughters and they had their own kids, kind of like the Brady Bunch. And, you know, he was just preaching one day. I was scrolling through their page and I'm like, oh, that's cool. So I started following like his church page or whatever, you know, so every now and then, you know, something inspirational will come across my timeline. But yeah, I, I don't go to Instagram looking for inspiration. If you want, you know, if you're a, a big believer, then certain sites, that's not where you're going to go to go find that. You're going to go search it out elsewhere. You know what I'm saying? So I, I think it's very interesting you know, how they're upset about that, about that being posted, but, and they're making it into this whole, well, we have a lot of faith and we don't play that, but they also push a lot of stuff that's not godlike. So let's stop what it is. I mean, let's keep it real. My page ain't a Christian page. It's celebrity news and gossip and viral stories. I don't understand why people act like that's a problem. Just call it what it is. That's like all these men on YouTube who all they do is sit up, sit up all day and do celebrity gossip, but they swear, you know, they're bringing you the news. No, you're just gossiping. You're a gossiper like a female. You're not bringing anybody the news. You're here running your mouth. Just call it what it is. This is celebrity gossip. Yeah, people are always trying to like sugarcoat stuff and make it seem like it's not what it is. What is the big deal? Somebody says, T, what is your opinion on the big groove guy? Who is big groove? Is that that man with them big ass thighs? Let me Google his name. 
Yeah, that's the man to be dancing. I'm not a fan. Wasn't he dancing with like a bunch of chicken? And I, I'm not a fan. I don't like, he's too big to be doing all that dancing in the restaurant. Them thighs look like the size of tree trunks. He needs to just go sit down and go work out and, you know, just all the dancing, people trying to eat their food. He's up, you know, shaking his ass and shaking his thighs. No, he's too old for that. I just, it's not interesting. Them jumping on tables and eating chicken. It's, it's too much. People just do anything to go viral. I didn't even know his name. I just called him the man with the big thighs, child. Thighs is huge. Somebody says it's giving me mental illness. <laughs> yeah, I don't, you know, like I said, I think at this point, a lot of stuff on social media is giving me mental illness teas. I mean, everybody's sitting down eating and minding their business and you want to jump up with this big, with these big thighs and you're, you know, twerking your legs and eating chicken and looking like, what is this? Like, just sit down and eat. Like, I, you know, there's certain things I expect from adults. He's not 15. Like, there's certain things I expect from teenagers and kids. They're going to act the food. They're going to want attention. But it's like, at what age? Like, you're, you're too big for this. Like, physically too big for this and age-wise too big for this. And when I say big thighs, I'm not calling him fat. I'm just saying, like, this dude is, like, built. He's too thick and built to just be dancing like that, like, like he's 12. Sir, sit down and go eat your chicken somewhere. Somebody said it's a tap dancing minstrel show. Yeah, it's, it's just, I, I just, when I seen it, I just wasn't impressed. I'm like, but then again, maybe I just don't, I, my sense of humor is different. Like things have to be really funny for me. Like things have to be really funny. And so when I watched it, I was just like, I just blinked and kept scrolling. And then he went viral again for like jumping on the table and they were eating chicken. But see, those are the people who get pushed through the algorithm. But let it be somebody telling the truth. They're suppressed. But yeah, I never knew his name. Somebody said, no, he definitely has a target audience. Yeah, I'm sure he has a target audience. I'm sure it's a bunch of young kids, white folks, because white folks love to see black folks, you know, cooning and clowning. So yeah, I'm sure he has a very targeted audience. Like, I expected seeing somebody like that to have, like, bodybuilding videos. And maybe he does. I, I don't follow him. So maybe he does bodybuilding in the middle of dancing in restaurants. I don't know. But he, he's too buff and shapely to be doing all that dancing that he does, child. Somebody said he's making money, though. Everybody's making money. It's the Internet. If you're doing clown behavior, you'd be stupid not to be making money. Anything on the Internet is monetizable. That's not impressive. You know what I'm saying? You can go on OnlyFans and show your whole asshole and make money. So that that doesn't impress me. Somebody said he's doing too much for me, Mr. Thighs. Yeah, I really thought he was a bodybuilder. I just, I'm not impressed. He's just too shapely and he's too thick for all that dancing he be doing. Somebody said making money, but at, but at what cost? Right. Like, I mean, anybody can make money. You can go out on the, on the whole stroll and make money. You know, it's not, especially in this day and age, shit, you could set up a damn, um, go on Tinder and start hoeing and make money. So, I mean, money is not a big deal. People can get money. All right, let me see. I'm going to read these last few um, messages. I'm going to go ahead and get up out of here. Let's see here. Um, Nest 95 Entertainment said, 1999 says, child, 
Cameroon has been in shambles with the Anglophones and the Francophones. It's crazy. I got to look more up on that. I haven't like looked up anything on Cameroon in a minute, but they've been going at it for a long, long time. So that's sad that it's still like that. I would think that it would eventually get better after a while. But thank you for the super chat. Uh, MashYU says, lovely tea, they should go the full mile, the full mile and change their name to the faith room. <laughs> you talking about the shade room? I doubt they will. That's what I just find funny. Like, it's like we didn't need a whole Bible lecture. Just delete the post and keep it pushing, you know? So it's funny. Let's see. Kelsey says, hey, T, you look amazing. The religious hypocrisy is real and really gross. Keep speaking your truth as always. Love you tons. Love you too. Thank you, sis. Appreciate you. Uh, T. Simonique says, hey, guys, like this video. I'm late, but I will catch the playback. Love you, T. Love you too, sis. Thank you for coming through. Appreciate you. Uh, Angela Baby Nails says, what do you think about the Selena Kylie drama and people on TikTok throwing out Kylie's makeup? I love you. I haven't really dug into that. I've heard bits and pieces. They said that Kylie was throwing shade at Selena because Selena ended up beating her as far as followers on social media. I didn't think it was that deep. I mean, I think Kylie has like 10 million followers and Selena has maybe 14 million. I don't know. Maybe they have 200 million. I don't know, but they said Selena surpassed her. And ever since then, Kylie's been throwing shade. It's just weird. I, like, what, what is there to be mad about? Like, y'all have a good amount of followers. Your followers hang on your every word. Anytime Kylie puts out a product, people run to buy it. So why throw shade at Selena? It's just, it's strange. But again, it just shows you the narcissism. That, you know, how dare somebody else who's actually famous for something besides, you know, being related to somebody who fucked on camera. Um, Selena actually, you know, not saying Kylie doesn't have talent, but Selena has actually been in the industry for a long time. She's a singer. She's an actress. She's actually really a celebrity. You, mammy, you, Miss Kylie, are a celebrity by happenstance via your sister. So... She should just be blessed that she's even in that space. Nepotism is real. So, yeah, I don't understand the beef with her and Selena. It's just weird. And then people love throwing away makeup. As soon as that, that video ended, trust and believe they picked all that makeup that they done spent their money on and took it right out the trash and put it back in their drawer. People love fronting on social media. And people ain't throw that shit away. People love just dumping stuff off their desk. I'm never buying this again. And then they turn off the video and it's like, let me go ahead and pick up all this shit. <laughs> People be fronting, honey. People be fronting for real. So I don't buy that. People love acting like, like they throwing away all types of stuff. People are not just, especially in these hard times, people are just throwing away stuff like that. And none of her products are cheap either. They took all that stuff off the trash and put it right back in the drawer and used it the next day. Trust and believe. Let's see here. Um, Tiffany W says, I'm a Christian and I'm sick of the hypocrisy of the church, blogs, etc. that claim to be Christian. God says, judge a person by their fruits. Jesus saves. Yeah, well, there's a lot of tainted fruit on the Internet. So, you know, you'd be judging forever dealing with this Internet. 
But yeah, I just, I don't, you know, like I said, sometimes people use certain buzzwords to get people, you know, to like follow and to think that it's more than what it is. But I follow a few of these blog sites that claim to be Christian based. And to me, they're no different than any other blog site. They're just posting viral stories and gossip. So, you know, but to each its own. To uh, be native says the shade room and the same room are on, are both owned by TD Jakes. Pastor Ike hosts the same room. I've never heard of the same room. So TD Jakes really owns the shade room. I never knew that. I never knew that. That's weird that a Christian man would want to own the shade room. Let me see the, the same room on Instagram. Let me see if it comes up. I've never heard of the same room. I'm pulling it up now. Well, no wonder. Ain't nobody following them. <laughs> Let me go. <laughs> the shade. This is, I guess, the same when they said TD, TD Jakes owns this, where faith meets culture. TRS podcast. I've never heard of them. So this is like the faith-based. Okay. What are they talking about? Let me see what Angie's talking about. Then in this space, so I'm going to delete the shaver. <laughs> I told them earlier. I, I, I thought that'd be like, it's done. It's done. And we would, we would just talk about it because there is just so much about it that is God, even though, you know, it wasn't about what outside people thought. It was about what we knew the heart and intention behind the shade room was. And so we will talk about just how the different ways it can evolve and we will pray about different. Okay. Anyways. Um, now what I find very interesting, so this is, I guess the Christian version of the shade room. I've never seen this. So thank you for that tea. Now what I find very interesting is that this is supposed to be the popular spiritual version of the shade room. It got 131,000 followers. Now let's go to the messy shade room and compare. Hold on. Now I gotta look up the shade room. I hate when it don't bring up the page. Okay, here we go, the shade room. So we're gonna compare the same room with the shade room. Okay, look at this. Shade room, 27.9 million followers. And this is why I don't take people seriously when they say, oh, they want positivity, they want good news, they want, you know, good Christian, you know, faith-based, it, it's not really reality. A lot of people say certain things because it sounds good on the internet. If people really wanted the positivity, the messy, quote unquote, gossipy shade room wouldn't have 27.9 million followers compared to their Christian counterpart that has 113K. It's not even verified. The last post on here, when was the last post? Oh, they posted something seven hours ago. But they don't post down here like the shade room. They got B. Simone on here talking about her relationship with Christ. Chad, okay. 
On <laughs> All right, y'all. On that note, <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> so I, I, like I said, I've never heard of the same room. That's very, thank you for that. That's very interesting. That's why I say, yeah, toxicity sells. Thank you, Abraham. You know, it, for all this shit people talk about, Blueface and Krishan, the views that they get, the followers, people love low vibrational stuff. It's really sad. And I mean, we can look at my channel. When I do videos that are, you know, insightful. Hell, we can take uh, the Usain Bolt video that I did a few months ago about the money system, what was going on with the banks. I don't even think that video has over 100,000 views. But let me talk about Krishan and Blueface, 200,000 views. So people are going to put their attention towards what they want to put their attention towards. So that's why I don't believe in all that, um, you know, oh, follow me because of this and that. And no, it is what it is. <laughs> so I just found that funny. I mean, that's a big difference. In followers, like I said, I didn't know they had a Christian page. They don't, they don't, I don't know. Do they promote that page? Because I've never heard about this page until tonight. It's never come across my timeline, none of that stuff. That's really interesting, child. Mm-hmm. Yes, drama and tea and all of that stuff is what attracts. And the sad thing is that is what a lot of these social media apps push. YouTube is notorious for this. If I talk about more serious topics, it's demonetized, it's shadow banned. But if I'm talking about BS and nonsense, it's pushed through the algorithm, you know? So even these apps don't want you talking about real things that wake people up, you know? And that's the sad part. But on that note, you guys, I've been out here for two hours. This has been a wonderful stream. I appreciate y'all. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and go get up out of here. But you guys have a good evening. Thank you guys for spending tonight with me and just chilling with me here on this podcast, on this live stream, quote unquote. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I will talk to you guys later. I'll have some more videos up tomorrow. I have another podcast coming up this week. So stay tuned. And then um, the new deep dive for the month of March will be up. I'm also working on um, a true crime video. So I have a lot of new content that we that will be posted in the month of March. So just stay tuned. Um, if you're not getting notifications on YouTube, follow me on my social media pages. We post all of the links and stuff on those pages as well. So on that note, you guys, I will talk to you guys later. Everybody have a good night. Bye, y'all.